0: To us in power and conviction. May your word bring to us a lifting up. May your word bring light in the midst of darkness. May your word comfort us, encourage us, build us up, direct our paths, and bring blessings to your church. As we take authority, Over every foul spirit agent of darkness, causing this place to be unconducive for every oppression of theirs. And asking that the presence of the Holy Spirit, filling this place, will make a way of blessing for God's people. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Please sit down. like the choir to help me with that song i will make my life a dwelling place i will build a strong in my life The awesome privilege of being in your midst these three days And tapping from the great blessings of the chapel of his resurrection My wife Julie and I are so grateful to the Venerable professor Sam Ike and his wife And the rest of the chaplains of this chapel for the opportunity to be here to fellowship with you and to bring the message of the word of God. We are grateful to his grace, the most reverend Dr. E. O. and his wife, Joycey, for allowing us and giving us the authority to stand before you in this fellowship and in this revival. We are so grateful I should bring our greetings from the death of Hidato In Imo State To all of you The wonderful people of God In this place Since Friday evening We have been considering The theme For the year You are the light Of the world I know that so many of you for the nature of your work your busy schedules and some other important issues you are not able to make it i don't know how god will help you within the few minutes i have to tap into what god has been saying since friday and i would like to encourage you as long as you remain a member of the church when there is a program like this make it a point of duty to be around join god's people don't only be one that attends on sundays there are those whose agreement with their spirit is that they will only be in church on sundays Any other thing you are talking about from Monday to Saturday, you're on your own. Their agreement with their spirit is just Sunday. That's one of those changes that must take place in your life. Because God is a God of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I know that we are all busy people. But we can never be busier than God. No human being has ever been busier than God. God is working every day. The Bible even says, He neither slumbers nor sleeps. So when you are sleeping, He is working. When you are resting, God is working. For His eyes run to and fro. Please, I want to beg you, change your position, change your decision. When there is a program like this, join God's own people. Make our time for it, plan for it, and be there. Except when it is practically impossible for you or difficult for you, God himself will understand due to the nature of your work or the circumstance. We looked at the principles of the kingdom eternal matters how they affect us and how serious we must take eternal matters in the midst of distractions we have on earth the midst of our work and studies and problems challenges of life and so on and so forth eternal matters should and must be taken seriously jesus says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness rather than shall be added unto you yesterday evening we looked at life and light as they affect the things that we are doing when jesus said you are the light of the world Chapel of his resurrection, you are the light of the world. He mentions your name, Josiah, Henry, Chijoke, Ola, you are the light of the world. Cecilia, Lisbeth, Adeline, you are the light of the world. And on the other hand, Jesus says of himself, I am the light of the world. If anyone follows me, if anyone follows me, he will never walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. So that when he says, I am the light of the world, you are the light of the world, all I need to shine is to connect to his life that's why he says if anyone follows me that's john chapter 8 verse 12 if anyone follows me he will never walk in darkness on the other hand if anyone does not follow the idea of being the light of the world will just just be there in shambles it will not work it will be a mere statement I can only be the light of the world. You can only be the light of the world when you have connected to the life of Christ. That's why we used the word yesterday, begets. Life begets light. The life of Christ in me and in you produces light in your family light in your place of work light in your place of study light in your place of business it's only the life of Jesus in you only only. we saw that again in John chapter 1 verse 4 where he says in him was the life and the life was the light of men so life and lights when there is life of christ we can shine for him when there is no life of christ in us we are filled with darkness and i was asking our wives yesterday the women why are you bothering that your husband is living the way he is living oh you shouldn't bother you something is wrong somewhere It doesn't matter how many times or how many days he lives in the church it doesn't matter how much he gives to god in the church it doesn't matter that your husband is living the way he is living carrying women around smoking all kinds of things lying and cheating and duping and even slapping you and beating you and saying all kinds of things there is a cause there is no smoke without fire until that man connects to life. Why are some men behaving this way? And my own is just behaving somehow. What is wrong? Why is my husband not coming to church? Why is he not, why is he not interested in fellowship? In the things of God? And you see this woman crying, crying, begging God. She will go and wash the husband's clothes. She will go and serve food on the table. She will begin to remind him right from Wednesday. Eh, Daddy, honey, eh, Sunday is service. We have revival in the church. Please are going to follow me. What else can I do for you? Whatever that woman will do in life to bring her husband to the church, she want to do it. But on that day, the man will say, no, no, no. I have a contract somewhere. I have an appointment somewhere. He can even volunteer to take the family to the gate of the church and say, Baba, you please make una pray for you. Off you will drive. And the man will beg and beg and plead Sometimes she will go and carry some bottles of uh, beer and hide it somewhere. Sometimes you go and go to where he's putting his cigarette and take some out of it. Sometimes the woman will just just the woman will be trying and laboring just for the sake of the life of that man and also for the sake of the life of the children and the entire family. But man is say. Go ahead and be trying. If you take my cigarettes, I'll go and buy another one. If you carry my carton of beer somewhere, I'll go and buy another one. If you block my girlfriends from coming inside this place, I'll go to the hotel and meet with them. If you do this, I will so the man already has his strategies. So that no matter what no matter what that woman does in that family, he has made up his mind to live the way he is living. He uses his money the way he wants to use his money. If he wants to dash girls, if he wants to do, he use it to do any other thing. And the woman is just there crying out to God. But the day that man will connect to the life I am talking about, all those struggles for the woman will cease. Just one contact, one spark, one spark of the light of life. In that man, it is a man himself that will be taking the family to church, calling the family for morning devotion, chasing the children out from the room to go to church, being there first in the church. He's the one to dress up first and wait for the woman just because of a spark of the life of light. Light of life. So that. When the natural man is misbehaving, you know why that man is misbehaving. On the other hand, if it is a woman that is misbehaving, you also know why that woman is misbehaving. In spite of all the lineup, behave of activities she carries on in the church, just, just a spark of life. Spark of life. jesus said in him was the life and the life was the light of man in other words for me to shine for me to shine i must connect to life why is our son behaving this way what is wrong with our son why is this boy causing hypertension why does this boy want to live a a useless life until he connects to life, the life of Christ. I have shared this dirty experience in some places because it happened in my presence. I visited a very big man, and the man said, Please, Bishop, that one of my friends is going to visit me while you are he still here. When the man comes, he will by himself tell you the agony of his life, what he is going through, the trauma he's going through presently. After a few minutes, the man arrived. A very rich man. Very rich man. With petrol, fuel stations, assets. So as soon as he arrived, the man I visited said, please bishop, he's around now. And then he introduced me to the man, introduced the man to me. I said, please, open up. Bishop is here. He wants to listen to you. The man tried to summarize his agony. And what did he say? He said he never believed in life that his own children would treat him the way they have treated him. That the children had a meeting he said about two or three of them they had a meeting and invited him to the meeting and he thought they were trying to discuss the family he was happy that the children invited him in fact he thought it was to be a family discussion how they will help how this will happen and happen the spokesperson said to him that they have met and they want to communicate to him their resolution that there is only one question they want to ask him what is he still doing on earth is it not time for him to die the man said he nearly fainted The other one said, yes, daddy, that's what we are asking. What are you still doing here on earth? We had long expected you to die. And you are still living. I said, father, if your son organized this kind of conference, how will you feel? Children, you trained sent them to university they came out and you're having some wonderful plans for them only for them to organize a useless conference and they meant what they, they were saying they said we are expecting you to die one day and let it be soon which means the life of that man was at stake from that point. It's the man himself that was telling me what his children said to him. He said, Bishop, as you see me living, I can die anytime. Oh, because I don't know who is pursuing me now. This enemy is within my house. So, what were they going for? They have already shared all their assets waiting for their father to append. They must have said, oh yeah, this police station here, now this person, get them. The other house, that place, now you get them. The other flat, now you get them. The other assets, now they must have shared everything waiting for their father to die. If you have that kind of children, how will you feel? we had to encourage the man we had to console the man we had to open the word of God to the man but can you see another side of the children what they contacted was a dangerous spirit that it was more than spirit of suicide But look at it the other way. Should those children in the midst of that receive God's word that should change their lives and turn them around, their statement will change. They will never live to apologize to their father. They will apologize and apologize to their father and to their mother. For even saying it at all. But why must we worry that this kind of thing can happen? When somebody is just living his life, anyhow, no Christ, no good life, no good morals. There are children who may not say the same thing, just like they did to their father, but they carry poisons around. They are so dangerous. So, so dangerous. Sometimes they can be that quiet in their family without saying anything. But they carry a lot of our seed within the heart. It is only the life of Christ. Only. And I added yesterday evening, you can fake every other thing, but you can't fake new life. you can fake religion by being involved in all the activities playing on the drums and the keyboard and every other person can do it anyone can do it you can't fake new life when you are changed your wife knows it your husband knows it your neighbors know it colleagues in the office they know this one is, is changed we knew him before but now what we have seen is completely different something has happened in his life your students that you are teaching they know it that this, our uncle, our lecturer our HOD something has happened in his life you can't fake new life you can't fake this contact i'm talking about the life that begets light the life that produces a mother a wife an angel in the home the goalkeeper of the family there is only one life that can beget that kind of woman in a family it's a life of Christ. Son in the life of Christ. So stop struggling. I have come to announce to you that you should stop struggling. You can't make it by struggling. You can't shine by struggling. You can't be connected by struggling. Not even by the works of philanthropy. We enjoy the works of philanthropy. Somebody can come, come in, inside this house now and say, "Okay, okay, okay, okay. venerable professor, what, what what do you think you need in this chapel?" Already, he has a check of about 500 million naira or even more to spend here. That's a work of philanthropy. That's that's a huge donation. Some may look at a very small church and say, no, no, no. This church is not befitting. We're going to pull it down. We're going to raise it up. I will do it single-handedly. The same person that built a church with millions of naira, over 100 million naira, handed over the key to the bishop for dedication. The same person will go to his village and build the shrine of the community. The same person will go to the community and sponsor native doctors from all over to attend of his community the same money from the same pocket, from the same source so you see why we're not bothered by so many things that people do in the church why we appreciate people and bless them for the money they give in the church you see why some of us are not too much bothered you see why we are concerned about sources of donations people make in the church and the attitude and the motive behind donations to make in the church and what happens after after people have donated and donated and built and built and leopard and leopard? oh we are concerned we're concerned that somebody can come to my diocese a member of my cathedral or any of the church and donate millions and millions of naira But he's not interested in church bible study he's not interested in follow-up he's not interested in matters of the kingdom he's not interested all he is after is bishop what do you want what does your diocese want do you want us to pull down this cathedral and build a bigger one but he's not interested in the things of god as it has to do with his own life He may be consulting with the devil in the occult they be carrying women here and there from china to dubai to us to uk in different places but he has a lot of money to donate to the church you see why we bother you see why we are we also interested in the other aspects your life so you can't fake new life you have new life you have it you don't have it you do not have it It's only the opening of the door of our heart and asking Jesus to come into our life that connects us. I saw in the program, follow-up time. There's a time for follow-up. There's a time for Bible study. Somebody will now humble himself. Humble himself as a big man, knowing that there is no big man before the Lord be able to ask please when is the follow-up i want to come and know the lord more i want to come and study the word of god more he puts himself on the ministers of god and he is taught the word of god i said days ago that in heaven there'll be big men there'll be rich men rich men wealthy men people who when they were on earth they were stinkingly rich there'll be big men no doubt those who did not only serve the lord with their resources but they also served the lord with their hearts they humbled themselves they received the lord jesus they looked after their families they were faithful to their marital vows i demonstrated it here yesterday evening faithfulness to marital vows people that come to the chancel step there and we join them in holy matrimony and use our stool to tie their hands and then to present before the people to say those whom god has joined together let no man put asunder We now say god the father god the son god the holy spirit bless this matrimony and we send them forth to go and live as husband and a wife. Only for the man to go out and begin to look after other girlfriends and sugar ladies and all kinds of things after the covenant here, yeah. after covenant and an altar. There is only one thing that can solve the situation life in Christ. I invite you to this life in Christ. Invite you to this life in Christ. Those who have discovered it, they enjoy the new life. It doesn't matter they are status in the society. Oh, it doesn't matter. God has people everywhere. And He uses them. Life begets light. And it can only work. When you contact life by offering your life to jesus briefly i want to talk about god's workmanship we are god's workmanship shall we say it together we are god's workmanship ephesians chapter 2 ephesians chapter 2 I am reading from verse 8. I will read verses 8 and 9, then all of us will read verse 10 together. Verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Verse 10, together all of us, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. For good works, which God prepared beforehand, we should work in them. You will be able to understand this verse if you read Acts of Apostles chapter 19. Apostle Paul's ministry and the mission in Ephesus. The city of Ephesus, before the advent of the gospel, It's like some of our cities today, some of our villages today, some of our communities today, some of our families today. Where people consult all manner of things and live in idolatry and worship different gods without knowing God and use their lives anyhow, living like animals, immoral lives, and all manner of things without thinking about God until the gospel came, until life came. There are so many communities like that in eastern Nigeria, Naniibo. There are many communities like that in northern Nigeria, in western Nigeria. People that live just, just, just live anyhow. There is no God. For them, there is no God. There is no God. What we just started hearing everywhere is that Jesus is a scam. Christianity is a scam. Church is a scam. Pastors are scammed this one is scam this one is scam and I saw the young man a few weeks ago who was trying to demonstrate before the whole world that bible is a scam christianity is a scam and what was he doing he was tearing the bible say give me fuel give me fuel they brought fuel to him and he was burning the bible burning the bible telling others how to burn the bible he was telling it what was his analysis he said that the people they came here they deceived us they packed all our gods they tear all our gods and they they replaced our gods with their own gods and now we are suffering it that's why they are killing our own people because we have no strength again to defend ourselves and the people have deceived us he said bible is a scam christianity is a scam and he was busy burning the. While I was watching that, I said, "That's an evangelist now. This man doing this an evangelist. If God shows him mercy without destroying him, the same mouth with which he called Bible and Christianity and Jesus has come, it is with the same mouth he will tell the whole world about Jesus. I said to my wife, "Watch this man. you, you will hear more about him later." It doesn't end as saying, Jesus is a scam. Bible is a scam. And you are demonstrating. Secondly, I said, look at somebody who is saying that Jesus is a come. Christianity is a scam. And he wasn't speaking Igbo. He was using English. Correct grammar. Good construction. Good construction. I mean, his grammatical presentation was excellent. I said, Look at, look at, where did you get the Uyibo you are speaking? If Christianity is a scam, how did speaking Uyibo come into Nigeria? Who brought church, who brought mission schools, who helped in our roads? Look at this man, speaking grammar, speaking grammar, correct one, he's calling Christianity a scam. said, in case you don't know, go and read church history Go and read the history of development in Africa, in Nigeria in particular, go and study and know what Christianity has done on the soil of Africa, in particular in Nigeria, by the middle of the 19th century. Go and study what Christianity did on the soil of Nigeria. Ignorance is a disease. There are certain things you say without knowing the implications. There are certain things you know that expose your ignorance, your ignoramus. The young man the Bible, saying Jesus says come, church says come, pastors has come, this one has come, a bunch of ignorance. There are some who even attend church who feel that way. That's why you find some of them, they come to church, they do some things, and they go back and do their abracadabra. They are in Enugu, they attend chapel, they attend cathedral, they do so many things in the church, but when it is time for their community festival, if you meet them in the village, you will never believe this one has ever entered any church. He believes in multiple gods, the efficient community efficient city was like that until the advent of the gospel gospel of life now they have become a new community converts were there oh you just like Corinth, the city of Corinth. you know when you study the book of Corinth, corinthians you will enjoy what gospel can do the power of the gospel and that's why it became a a slogan to corinthianize when you say this community is corinthianized this family is corinthianized this man is corinthianized it means that his immoral height his immoral height is unreachable because of the nature of immorality in corinth the nature of idolatry in corinth and the theologian said, "If church could be planted in Corinth, it can be planted anywhere." But a new community has been formed in Ephesus. People have believed the word of God. They have thrown away useless things. They have contacted life. They have become life and light in themselves, just like you, just like you can be. When you contact the life we are talking about. And so Apostle Paul said to them, Brothers and sisters, It is by grace that we have been saved. It is not by works so that nobody should boast. If it is by works, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. If you go to the book of Philippians, Go to Second Corinthians chapter 11, You see Apostle Paul narrating what he was, What he was doing. As a professor of law, he read, he knew it, he understood it, but then he was a persecutor of the church. Until the story we have in Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 22, and Acts chapter 26, where Paul was giving his testimony. He said, All of you, you knew me before. You know the kind of person I was. Until on my way to Damascus, I met the light. I met the life. I want to encourage husbands to submit to the Lord. I want to encourage wives to submit to the Lord. I want to encourage you to open your hearts and ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to touch you. Because when the Lord touches you, there is so much you can be for him. There is so much you can do for him. There is a line-up of human beings that your life will touch. A lineup of human beings that your life will touch. Because we are God's workmanship. We are a reflection of His skill. God's own skill. As our own father, artisan, we are a reflection of his skill his beautiful skill he has made us well he has created us he has designed us the master designer he has designed you and i there is so much you can do there is so much you can be if you open the door of your hearts. so much god can use you to do in your place of work I was preaching somewhere in Portagot where the governor of River State, Nelson Wicke, was there and talking about a related subject. I took permission from His Excellency, Governor UK Wicke, to do an illustration. I said, Your Excellency, we know you to be an Anglican, and I guess you were baptized as an infant. I said, on that day, you were very small, a small baby. Your mother handed you over to the priests. And the priest took you in his arms. And he said, name this child. And I said, his name is Neson. And all of that is care. And the priest held you, your excellence. And said, we receive into the congregation of Christ's flock, we sign him with the sign of the cross in token and hereafter, he shall not be ashamed to confess the faith of Christ crucified and to fight manfully under his banner against sin, the world, and the devil. And to continue. Christ's faithful soldier and servant throughout his life's end. And the congregation shouted, Amen. I said, Your Excellency, your permission again. And I said, opportunities and platforms God gives to us in this life is to fulfill our vow in baptism. You can imagine all the people that come around the government house. You can imagine the number of people in this state. You can imagine all the people under you, your subjects. That if that life was contacted and you have grown with it, you can imagine the number of people you will affect in life in the government house, in the conference, among your colleagues, the governors. And so on and so forth. And I said to his commissioners, the same thing. To directors, the same thing. Members of the state council, the same thing. I said, watch the platform God has given to you in life. As a governor, as a doctor, as a bishop, as a lecturer, as a businessman, as a director general, as a vice chancellor, as a DVC, watch it. Watch it. It's an accountable platform. Some do not have the opportunity. Some campaigned and campaigned and campaigned several times. They never got the opportunity. Some read and read and read and read and read. It wasn't possible. It is not of him that willeth. Of him that runneth. It's only unto God that showeth mess. Whatever you think you have become in life came by the mercy of God. It's not because you are too intelligent. Some of your classmates are some. We arrived from primary school. They are just some. We are pushing barrel. Some of your classmates are dead. They are no longer there. Some drank poison. Ooh, some killed themselves in suicide. Some have struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. They are not able to make anything in life. Watch the platform God has given to you as a woman, as a man. Watch the platform of your marriage. Some of your classmates, they married, they were divorced, married again, no way. Some didn't have issue. Some just packed home and stayed at home. Watch the platform God has given to you and I. What are you willing to do to partner with God as his workmanship? Be able to shine where God has placed you as a lecturer, particularly within this environment. Your patience, your patients, Those who come around you, those you are treating, those you are assisting. What do you give them? What do you give them? I come from a city called Arondi Zog in Imo State. We are proud. Each time we talk about how the gospel came to Aaron Zog, There are many things you may hear about Aaron Zog. Some believe that it's only masquerade they carry there. But I have come to put you wrong. The day I went to the palace of Eze Ogidi, Igwe Ogidi in Anambra State, to invite him to Idato, to Aaron Zog. What led me to do that was because we tapped the lights from Ogidi. An idol worshiper, a blind man from our Zog, where the cathedral is situated now, the man went to Ienu Mission Hospital in Ogidi, in Anambra State. He only went as a blind man because he had that some doctors are there, those who help people. He said, no, let me go to see the ophthalmologist. Let me just go. I have suffered for so many years. Look, the man went to ENU Mission Hospital. And he was cured. A number of days or weeks he stayed there. The man came home with good sights. To the amazement of all. But he said to them, he didn't stop there they give me back my sight they also give me the gospel they give me life and i want to become the light that was how christianity came to around this in his small corner he talked to his brother talked to his wife talked to the children talked to the uncles that was how a small fellowship, a small gathering began, and they began to meet, began to meet, and the church was growing from 2 persons to 3 persons, to 5 persons, to 10 persons. Today, that's where the cathedral of data diocese is. St. Peter's Cathedral. That's the first church. How did it happen? A blind man went somewhere, received his sight, and also received the gospel. He didn't stop there. He went home. I said, No, 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 no. I can't keep it to myself. This is too much to be kept to myself alone. He told his brothers and told those around them. I said, All of you know that we all worship idols here together. All of you, you know my life before. But from the way I received the gospel, number of I stayed in Ijeno, I was bombarded with the gospel that changes life. That was how the church began. From there, the it began to spread. Began to spread to the dioceses we now know as oh, Kigwe, oh, Kigwe South, oh, Kigwe Dolo, oh, Kigwe This, oh, Kigwe That, Oru, and so on and so forth. Somebody received the gospel and decided to shine with it because he considered himself God's workmanship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Chapel, praise the Lord. There are three implications. Number one, we carry the life of God if we are God's workmanship. If it is God who designed you and I my one implication is that I carry the life of God and you carry the life of God any other thing you are putting on it is to spoil it created in God's image designed by God carrying the life of God any other thing that's why we say it without reservation without fear of contradiction whatever anybody says he wants to be i want to become a native doctor i want to be in the occult, i want to be this i want to deal with god look the person is bringing in a strange body what you medical people call strange body because man originally was created to serve god service maker that's why god whether you attend church or not there is god's own evidence in your life that is the conscience it has nothing to do with whether you're a christian or pagan or muslim or whatever it is god has a deposit in anyone that he has created the conscience that's why in northern nigeria we lived in northern nigeria for up to 30 years and during all the crisis in Northern Nigeria, there are some Muslims that are very, very good. They will even protect their Christians, Christian neighbors. Say, please come inside our house and leave. When the attackers will come around, they say, Did any Christian come inside here? The Muslim have said, Baba, Baba. There's nobody, nobody, nobody. But he has covered and protected the Christian. That's goodness. There is a conscience that tells you sometimes, this sin is not good. In short, I am tired of sin. In short, I am tired of this sin. Look, the person that is saying this may not even be a church member, a church goer. But because of the witness of God, the man, the conscience, he is always pricked. I shouldn't have done this woman the way I treated him. I shouldn't have treated this man the way I did. And the person is feeling that sorry. The reason is because... We carry the life of God around. Number two implication. He partners with us to transmit life to others. God is in partnership with us to transmit life to others. If you read Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 to 11, you see how God partners with human beings. He says to Jeremiah, Look, Jeremiah, before before you were born, I knew you. Because Jeremiah was feeling, I can't do this. I can't. In fact, I can't. I am still a small boy. God said, no, 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 no. Don't say you're a small boy. Before you were born, I knew you. He said, I have called you. I am going to use you to pull down, to tear down to destroy, to build so God is in partnership with you God is in partnership with me to bring life why do we have medical doctors because God is partnering with man to bring life and health to human beings on Friday evening I started by appreciating all the medical doctors that came for our outreach in October last year it was awesome it was wonderful people making huge sacrifice to come to look after more than 200 persons, my pastors and their wives, our church teachers and their wives, with a lab attendant able to look at our health. able to bring hope to those who have lost hope be able to inject life inject health inject strength into servants of god who are into missions oh my god that's partnership with god because some in the course of praying and praying fasting and fasting doing this and doing this they forget health issues the hazards of the ministry the hazards of your own work that's why doctors god will partner with doctors to bring life to people they will check the heart they will check their back they will check their eyes they will check this they will check that partnering with god so number two implication is that god partners with you he partners with me to bring life to others human beings to bring life to communities by way of development when you see people that are that generous and those who represent us in the national assembly or in any part any sector in government when you meet god's own people those who have good hearts and the way they manage constituency allocations they wipe off tears from communities They develop roads. They develop the community by building roads. They establish a lot of infrastructure. That's partnering with God. Some of you who have given scholarships to indigent children, you are partnering with God. Some of you who have lifted people, lifted young people, giving them hope in life, it's partnership with God. Of you have done marvelously in terms of the work of philanthropy, that's partnership with God. A little girl is brought from a village, given to a particular woman. The woman began to you know nurse the girl, nurse the girl, teaching her how to bring water, how to bring this, how to go to the kitchen, how to do this, and how to do that, even how to wear clothes, how to take baths and everything, how to serve food on the table, that woman is partnering with God to create somebody. Because the person that God is working in, that girl from the village, is going to be somebody else's wife and the mother in the future. And so this woman, the matron, begins to, you know with all the faults of housemates, with all the provocations and everything you see the woman with patience knowing that this girl is going to become somebody else's wife in the future some children are going to be calling this girl now mommy 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 and so with that foresight the woman will be enduring so much enduring so much enduring so much she's partnering with god there are so many students whether they are medical students or law students or whoever students who enter university who are not sure they will finish some enter university their parents died some are coming from poverty poor background and yet they want to study some of their parents tried first year second year by the third year they say we have tried though we can continue if you like come out from the university and they are hanging there and yet within the child he has all that it will take him to complete but there is no funding it will take a man a man or a woman who is partnering with god to take the boy by the hand and said, don't worry you will finish in this school you want to be a doctor eh? you will finish a young man came to my office and said the same last, thing last year narrating very horrible story about the family and yet he's a medical student in the third year I asked him a simple question. Do you want to finish in your medical school? He said, yes. I said, Daddy, why? He said, but my parents can no longer continue. I don't have uncles who will assist me. I don't have those who will assist me. I am trying to pull out. Pull out was the word he used. I said, no, you can't pull out. Are you sure you want to continue? Are you sure you're going to finish well and come out with good grades? He said, my Lord Bishop, I will. i said go back to school at that time i was partnering with god so many of you have done it to a lot of students partnership with god as god's workmanship number three his glory he shares with no one that's number three implication if i am god's workmanship if i am god's design if i am the skill Of the artist and God himself. He takes all the glory. His glory he shares with no one. That's Isaiah chapter 42 verse 2. Whatever God does with you. He doesn't expect you to share the glory with him. He doesn't. He doesn't. Look. Even if you have trained somebody. Even if you raised somebody. And at the end the person gives you back. With a dirty reward. You have partnered with God. Even if you pay somebody's fees from year one to the end, and the person graduates, the person marries, only to come back and fight you and your children, do not worry. You have partnered with God. Some will go to retaliate to fight back. So, okay, I will show you that I trained you. You don't need it. You have partnered with God. The glory has gone to God already. Like I talked about house girl, you have labored and labored, and later on, the girl now got married and he has become another boxing competitor somewhere. You have labored in the life of that girl. She is carrying your mark. You have partnered with God. The glory goes to God. Hallelujah. We are a reflection of God's skill. When you live your life, it shows God is at work in your life. When you behave, it shows that you have contacted God. You've contacted life. We are God's workmanship. Finally, romans chapter 1 i want to conclude with this romans chapter 1 all of us again are going to read verse 16 of romans chapter 1 if you are there shall we read together now One, two, go for i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of God to salvation For anyone who believes For the Jew first And also for the Greek Praise the Lord Praise the Lord The best presentation Of the gospel The best description or definition Of the gospel Is found in the book of Romans Romans And in the beginning of these treatise, Apostle Paul projected the gospel as the power of God to salvation. The power of God to change. The dynamite, the dynamite of God to change. To bring change in any life, change in any situation, change in any community it is the gospel so that carriers of the life of god partners with god people that are willing to give glory to god in their various communities they shine don't be ashamed to shine don't be ashamed to speak to your colleague that you have found new life if you are really carrying the dynamite of God in you, the gospel. Oh, don't be ashamed to speak about Jesus. Your colleagues in business, your colleagues in contract, your colleagues in government, your colleagues anywhere in the world, please do not be ashamed. Otherwise, like Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, If you are ashamed of me here on earth, I will be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. Don't be ashamed. My dear sister, the man that has been befriending you with whom you exchange text messages of love and romance and pictures, pornographic and so on and so forth, if you contact life, don't be ashamed to send back to the young man that you now have a new life. If you can't speak it out physically, use the same text message method. Send it to him. I am now a new person. I have contacted life. I no longer want. Look, even if you book an appointment with your boyfriend or girlfriend this afternoon, and you are hearing the voice of God, and you are making up your mind to partner with God, text message. If you are bold enough, make a call. Please. I am so sorry. I can no longer come. He said, why? I now have a new life. I can continue with you. let me tell you something you may not like sometimes new life begets new friends new friends if you know those who are moving before and you know the kind of friends they have and what they are up to and the kind of life you live and the places you go to and now you have contacted life you want to live a new life you want to live a life that god approves there are friends you can no longer continue with As a man, there are friends you can no longer continue with. As a woman, there are friends you can no longer continue with. As a boy, as a girl, there are some friends who say bye-bye-yo, bye-bye-yo. When we did that, it was so painful. It was so painful. There were some of my friends I lost. It was so painful to me because we used to do so many things together, what we called enjoyment together in school leaving them was so painful so painful to me but i took the bold step to tell them enough is enough i have made, my, made up my mind for a new life that was even before i dreamt of coming into the ministry made up my life made up my mind for a new life the friends were running i was pursuing them please come to the lord come for the new life they say no 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 no. please go 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 with your opponent against something Oh, we parted. We parted. Although some of them later, by the grace of God, we are touched and they became Christians. It was then they found me useful for friendship. They said, ah, That thing you were saying before, this thing is real. This thing is real. One of them in our platform is residing in the UK now. Each time he talks in our platform, he, he, he pours out his whole heart. He said, look, Henry, I didn't know that was what you we were saying. that time. Now he's carrying the thing on his head. He has been touched. I repeat, you can't fake new life. When it happens, you know it has happened. There is no hypocrisy about that. If you are not, you are not. If you are, you are. Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed. Even though, my friends, they knew it. We moved together. We did silly things together. But now that by His mercy, at the fullness of time, the Lord found me, I am not ashamed of this gospel. The reason is because it is the power of God unto salvation to anyone that believes. It is the power of God. It's only the power of the gospel that can deal with sin. It's only the power of the gospel that can separate that young man from the sin of adultery, sin of fornication. Only the power of the gospel. It's not because you're no longer a complete man. No, you're still a complete man. No longer. It's not because you're no longer seeing fine, fine, beautiful ladies. There is so much, so much of them around in fact the beautiful ones are not yet born but it's only the power of the gospel otherwise just just tell me for goodness sake how can a young man beat it how can a girl beat it not having friends with whom she messes around it's only the power of the gospel he has done that too many and he's still doing it I want to say to us please don't be ashamed of jesus don't be ashamed of the gospel don't be ashamed to shine for jesus said you are the light of the world not the angels not the angels but you and i human beings with flesh and blood are the light of the world therefore shine wherever you are Any opportunity god has given to you any platform god has presented before you use it to shine talk to your friends i was talking to my beloved friends and brothers yesterday you know i said look there are certain things i cannot do in my position as a bishop to a young man a young man that is going wayward but it will take another young man that has life that has contacted life to meet his colleague to meet his friend and speak their language and speak their slangs their slangs young people have their slangs even in the gospel young people have their slangs you can imagine where you have contacted this life i'm talking about and you are meeting your friends one by one one by one telling them oh boy eh, you have done this old thing oh don't tell. now is a time to find new life i have contacted new life i'm no more going back clubs bye bye sleeping with real girls nowhere smoking of cigarettes and all those things i have said bye bye to them look using the same slang of a young man others that begin to consider that this new life is something You are shining already. Girls, the same thing. You are shining already. Market women, lecturers, in departments, the same thing. Use your language for your colleagues. That is the best thing they can understand. Shine for Jesus. Be the light. Anywhere you are, be the light. Shall we please stand as we pray? God bless you. I will make my life your dwelling place. I will build your throne in my life. appeal to you by the mercies of God to make a presentation of your life before the Lord this morning right where you are, I'm not going to ask you to come out I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand but if you think if you think that you desire the life of God in you right where you are make a decision just make a decision it's very simple confessing your sins asking God to forgive you asking God to forgive you you know your way you know your family you know the things you did the things you are doing you know your level of relationship with the lord who has died for you on the cross of calvary ask jesus into your life make up your mind make up your mind to serve him to shine a light. make up your mind to say bye-bye to the old ways to enable you shine Just say this prayer with me, my Lord and my God. I come before you this morning. I surrender my life to you. Take over my life. Inject your life in mine. Make me new. Bring transformation to my life lord i want to change lord i want to shine for you lord i want to bring souls into your kingdom jesus have your way in my life in your mighty name i have prayed amen everybody i want to pray for you again There are so many people who are carrying a lot of causes around. That's why they are afraid. There are so many people that are so much afraid. Afraid of death. Afraid of enemies. There is someone that is chasing so many people. I want to remind you that the light you are carrying can never be overcome by darkness. You need to recognize it. There are so many people who believe that something is pursuing them. Something is making them not to progress in life. And there are so many who have evidences that there are so some many enemies somewhere who are bent to make sure they do not succeed in life. I want to pray for you. I want you to believe the word of God that we have preached. A darkness will never overcome light. Just raise your right hand up, if you don't mind, as we take this prayer. Mighty Father, because we have spoken your words, and because you are the God of light, because Jesus has carried our causes nailed them to the cross the blessings of Abraham might descend upon the Gentiles we lift in your name any cause and every cause following any man or any woman coming from the village coming from anywhere we revoke every cause by the speak destruction to anything any man has led against you, has planted against your life, has sown against your life, in the mighty name of Jesus. Whoever would have taken your name anywhere in witchcraft business, whoever would have taken your name anywhere to bring a downfall, to bring catastrophe in your life, to bring a setback, to bring death. I stand on the word of God to revoke every confession, negative confession made against your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, I declare before you this day that all that we have said by any man, every negative trance against your progress, against your family against your cause against your career wherever it was made i stand as god's own anointed and i revoke i revoke that utterance that declaration in the mighty name of jesus christ i speak well-being into your life i speak progress into your life i pray that the light of christ you carry will overcome the darkness that fight against your life in the victorious name of jesus i pray for your children whatever your children are i speak peace into them i speak progress into them i speak deliverance into them i speak protection for them and i pray that no enemy of righteousness will cripple your children no enemy of righteousness will cripple their career in the name of jesus i pray that the power of god will rest upon your life and rest upon your family and rest upon your work in jesus mighty name we are prayed now i want all the young people young people all of you just lift your right hand up all the young people in this church this morning Just young people. Or rather, place your right hand on your head. Just place it on your head. I want to speak affliction, against affliction in your life. Because when you are afflicted, your parents are at the receiving end when you are afflicted so many things around you are afflicted when you are stalked so many things are stalked mighty father behold these ones you have given to us given to several families given to our nation Nigeria given to our various communities Baba you know their struggles you know their levels you know their concerns and you know their fears you know their backgrounds you know their families you know everything about them you know the things that are pursuing them you know the enemies around their lives as these ones who are here represent all other young ones that concern us in our various families mighty god mighty father we speak to them we speak to their lives we speak to their careers. We speak to the ambitions that no enemy will cripple them in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are the God of success. God, please give them success. Amen. You are the God of victory. Father, please give them victory. Amen. You are the God of marriage. You instituted marriage. At the fullness of time, give them their life partners. Amen. I pray for them. That are due to marry, mighty God, I pray that they find favor before you. Amen. That you will reveal to them their partners, you will locate them with their partners. Amen. I ask that in this year, 2022, may your favor come upon their lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those in business prosper their businesses. I speak success to those that are studying, I speak promotion to those that are working. I pray that God will open heaven. For those of you that are looking up to God for a means of livelihood. May the Lord visit you. May God bless you. May God uplift you. May God destroy the things that work against your life. May He show you favor. May He show you your mercy. May it be well with you. Please God, I pray for this church. And I'm asking you, Lord in heaven, to lift this church. As your word is proclaimed in this place, may the entrance of your word bring light and life. As the word of God is present here, may deliverance, deliverance of all sorts, be present here. As your word is declared, of oh God, in this chapel, may people find solution to their problems. We pray that God, as every situation in the church is spoken to, Lord, I pray that heaven, heaven, will release the need for every man here according to the needs that he has come to this church with lord i stand in your presence and i'm asking you because we have talked about light and life may your children find life may they find light in the midst of their needs oh god i ask you this day lift burdens of them in the name of jesus May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord show you his mercy. May the Lord fight your battles for you. May the Lord increase you. May he grant you the grace to serve him in holiness and righteousness, even all the days of your life. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.